Hey boys and girls, welcome to Fireside, a weekly podcast in which I chat to my friends about what we've been playing and doing this week. Hey guys, welcome to Fireside again. I'm joined once more by Dan Lehman this week. How are you? I'm alright. Yeah, good. Oh, we're going to do the you? double D's intro. We were going to do the double D's. We'll do that next time. No, There's got to be a next time. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Let's finish this <laughs> time. Before, let's finish this time before we pass. Yeah, about <laughs> half an hour and four beers. Um, so yes, I'm joined by Dan again. Uh, we've just been playing uh, the Lost Legacy. Let me reach over and grab it. Ugh. Lost Legacy Third Chronicle expansion, Sacred Grail and Staff of Dragons. Mm. And what, what did you? You've just come off the I'm back of playing Love Letters. Just, so. Yeah, I have. Yeah, which is it's an interesting experience actually. I didn't really <laughs> think about it. So yeah, it just came over having played Love Letter with the kids and then played this. Um, so identical mechanics, of course, and, mm. and that that appeals to me. Except for that investigation phase, I don't think we made it no. to once. No, didn't make it to once. Um, Good. I think with the the was it the fourth expansion um, that we the, the most the last one that we played. Uh, little, the last one. A little was bit of confusion. Staff of Dragons. Was yeah, the last one. yeah. So a little bit of confusion with a couple of the cards. But um, that said, um, still enjoyable. I, I enjoy the variety in the card actions and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm keen is you know now that you read to me that you can mix the decks together and do yeah. mega sets and things like that dead keen to see what what the variations feel like because yeah. i think the mix of actions from the various decks combined the right way would make for very interesting gameplay yeah mm. i don't think i said this i can't remember if i said it so i'll say it again so sacred gra uh, sacred gra lost legacy oh sacred gra is one of the expansions there you go. lost legacy started out in uh japan and you you they released the game and you got spaceship and flying gardens which were two distinct decks of 16 cards. Right. And they came in the same pack. Then they released it um, internationally, and they split those games. So Flying Garden is one game, you know, in that little cloth bag. Yep. That Love Letter... Well, all the same sort of bag. ...games sort of come in now. (laughs) Um, And they released Spaceship. Now, I love Flying Garden. That was great. When you introduced that to me, I was really... I mean, we played tons of it that night. And I'm glad that that was my first. Yeah. Because... That was my first. <laughs> you never forget your first Topped day. my last round, Jerry. Um, because the other one I really didn't like, which was Star- Spaceship. Starship. Yeah. But that said, so there are. So you buy all these. Back to what I was saying. So the, the first two came out internationally as separate decks. And then the third, second, third, and fourth Chronicle came out as box sets, each of which had two decks in it. Right. So you're buying it, they're about 15 bucks. Yep. And you buy it and you get two decks, which are two distinctly... Bucks. That's not, it's not bad value. Yeah, the others are only eight bucks each. Especially if you can mix bucks. the decks and, and you know, yeah. do your own custom sets. So it. that's the thing. So you can do one of two things. Well, you can do whatever you want, really, I suppose. But in the rules, they say there's two things you can do. One is that you can mix two complete decks of 16 together and only keep one Lost Legacy card, which is the, the goal of the game. A bit like... Um, a bit like I the princess in Love Letter. Princess, but a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so you can mix them together, making a, a deck of 31 cards, uh, a mega deck, 
Well, the second thing you can do is you can actually combine all the different decks that you own, putting in a single 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 2, 6, 2, 7, and 3, 8, and X cards to make a custom deck out of your favourite cards of all the different things. So I'm actually quite looking forward to jumping on the forums at Board Game Geek and seeing what mm. combinations players have come up with that work. Because some of the cards will work... Like, the decks work well together by themselves. Yeah. But I'd imagine you could mix them up and have a... It, it, some of them could work really well, but some of them just wouldn't work at all. So the cards in Star for Dragons had secondary effects as well as primary effects. Yeah. Um, so what would be interesting to see is what you can come up with with a combination of cards that have secondary effects that um, cards from the, the other deck don't even have. Yeah. Um, and, and what that does to the gameplay. How because it affects the I mean, there was even one simple one in there where there's one card that actually removes the ruins from the table, mm. which is, you know, the face-down card that potentially everyone wants to know what's there. So to clarify for people, so if you've played Love Letter, it's the same each. There's 16 cards in the deck. And each player has one card in their hand. You draw a card, and then you play one of the two in your hand, and you have to resolve the effect of that card. The difference is there's one card placed sideways, which is called the Ruins, and once the draw deck has been exhausted, starting with whoever has the lowest card, they have to find a card which is the Lost Legacy, which in the game is the number five card, and depending on the deck, is playable or not. So, just to... Yeah. Explain to them. Yeah. So yeah, you were saying you so can actually remove that. Well, yeah. So ruins. when the ruins are gone, well, you know, where do you go next in the investigation phase? Well, in that deck, though, then, remember, have... in that deck, there was a there were a lot of cards that had you placing cards face down in your discard. Yeah. Of so course. when you play a card, you play it face up in front of you. But this deck had a lot of cards that placed it face down. Some that so... must be placed face down. Some yeah. that maybe depending on the card played before it in your discards, things exactly. like that. So yeah, you a lot get of to the end. Variation. It's like well, instead of. So Flying Gardens had our ruins with three to five cards in it by the mm. end. Um, well, I actually think it had three or four. Whatever it was. Yeah. It had a number of cards. And I don't know, in Flying Garden I felt like I had more control, more strategy. It was more of a game of, all right, yeah, this I... is what I'm going to try and do. And then you'd play some card that shuffled my stuff and completely ruined my strategy. But it was always that... Oh, well played, you bastard. <laughs> Instead of, I definitely felt like know. I was flying by the seat of my pants with this, and not just because mm. I was learning the game new, but because um, you didn't have the ability to strategize particularly well, certainly not mm. beyond the cards that you had. Starship's the worst for that. Yeah. I, I remember we played it. Every single game just felt like luck of the draw. You could yeah. get eliminated, and you went, oh, okay, that's it. And that, that was the one where once the other player was eliminated, it was the end of the game, not just a hand, not just a round. Yeah. It was end of the game. There was no no little coloured blocks to count how many no. hands you'd The want. only way to proceed to a second round was if everyone got to investigation yeah. and nobody found the... And so that's the other thing we should note, although I think you mentioned it, we didn't actually make it to investigation once in the games we played tonight with, with these decks. So mm. um, that's a part I've, of the game we haven't explored yet too. Yeah, well, one thing I've found with these, I haven't played it with this deck, but I've played it with the other two. Mm. is that they are a very different experience. Four players, three players, two players. Oh, yeah. In look, fact, look, it's exactly like... Same as Love Letter. Yeah. I, can't well, I don't stand like Love Letter, two players. No, yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I really can't stand it as two players. It, it, it feels too quick and it's too easy. Um, as long as you've got three or four players, then I, I think it's a, it's a good game. But yeah. yeah, when you're down to two, it's not much fun. Yeah. See, yeah. I used to always play it with Kirsty, just her and yeah. I. And... I was like, yeah, it's an okay game. Yeah. But then I remember you came over at a games day and I'm like, oh, you've got to try Love Letter. See what you think of it. I think you'll like this game. Yeah. And we played, I think there were three was, of us. Oh, no, four. I think there was five. No, you can't play with five. 
Uh, I think it goes up to five love letter. Okay, maybe there's yeah, five. I think it does. Well, maybe not. Maybe it goes to four. Okay. Either way. There was more than two. Yes, um, <laughs> definitely more than two. Yeah. But yeah, and, and I remember coming out of it going, why don't I get this game out more often? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. one of those games where my initial reaction, like when I'm looking for something to play and I go, on a quick game, I'll grab Robots and Rockets, Catan Dice, yep. Sushi Go, No Thanks which isn't meant to be played with two people, by the way. The minimum players is three. I noticed We've, that. I played After two I played players two all the games. Yeah, I played two players oh, all the time. I think what it's we great. did is we... Um, you can... No, you can't play with a mystery third player on that one. I thought there was something in the rules with No Thanks that let you play with a mystery third player. I don't know. It works well with two. Anyway. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, going to the shelf, they're always my games, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we can have a quick game of that. Yeah. That'll be a time filler, and I always enjoy it. I've got the same. I've got too... a shelf there of those little card games. You can put, yeah. you know, Exploding Kittens, those sorts of games. Yeah. We're mad. Nah, can... And he's killed Exploding Kittens for me. Has he? <laughs> That's the only game Because he's got plays. that poker face. Uh, no, no, no. It's just the only game he ever plays oh, is Exploding right. Kittens. It's right. like, do you want to play a game, Indy? Exploding Kittens? Oh. Can we play something else? Hey. I've got 135 games oh. on the shelf. Can we please? There's got to be a- something. Actually, I played recently. It's an old game, but um, Glenn, who I believe you know, hmm. um, he had... Believe you know. I know damn well you know. <laughs> yeah. I know him via you. Anyway, I'll just keep pretending that... <laughs> Blitz. <laughs> Immersion ruined. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Glenn brought a game to a, a game store I went to recently called Castle Panic. Yep. And it's a cooperative game. So what you do is you, you draw a hand of cards. I won't bother explaining the game <laughs> in too much detail. I was just about to go into a how to play. Mm. Basically, enemies slowly approach your castle. Right. And you have to play and trade cards with other players sequentially on your turn um, to defeat them before they reach your castle. Because yep. when they reach your castle, they start destroying walls. And those and enemies they... advancing are, are advancing your so individual castles. at the end of castles. every turn, yep. they all advance one space. Yep. You know, space invaders. Increase yep. speed, drop one level. All that, yep. <laughs> they increase one. And then you're blind drawing from a bag. Yeah. New monsters to appear. Right? right. Okay. Or special effects or boulders or all this sort of stuff. But playing through it... So has... it's tower defense, but involving a bit of horse trading with you. you. Well, it's not tower defence and anything other than oh, there's okay. a tower. So there's a tower in the centre of the board yeah. and there's four rings outside that. One is close range, medium range, long yep. range. I think they're knights, archers and soldiers or something. And the other one is the forest. So when they appear, they appear in the forest and yep. none of your cards can reach them. Yep. Right? So you play cards, you can repair your wall, you can do all this sort of stuff. But one thing I loved about it was because it's co-op and all your, ha- all your cards are up, face up, I thought, this is a great game I could hopefully get Indy into. Right. Because it's something you're all working towards a common goal as a team. Yeah. But it's not complicated like, you know, Pandemic. Well, or an absolute prick of a game like Pandemic. Depends who you play with. If you play with... I don't care. No, if you play with Tim Patterson and he doesn't realise it's going. Yeah, I know. But I don't think it was... I don't know. I never quite got the feeling that Tim felt like... He wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> Goes against his nature. Yeah, it does. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to screw over other players, damn it. That's why he likes Munchkin so much. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that is totally the game for him. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. Did you play Pandemic or did you play uh, The Cure, the dice game? The, the dice game, The Cure, yeah. yeah. That's the I one I played. Anyway. I liked it. I, liked I, I did game. like it. And, and I, I think when I came to one of the game's days and, and you and Mark and a couple of the other guys, I think... Um, 
uh, might have been Mick and Pato. Um, you guys were all playing um, the the pandemic board game. Um, it felt like you guys have been oh, playing yeah. for a while already, and it was a while before you finished. It felt yeah. like a long, detailed, involved game. Look good. It's not as involved as you think. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, that, that was my impression, um, having yeah. just walked in and yeah. seen it in mid mid game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that was um, I enjoyed that game back then. Mm. <laughs> it's funny actually so I've been reviewing games for about two years now board games yep. like I've been playing <laughs> shit oh what did I say to someone the other day oh no it was Mario Kart I was playing the kids with Mario there's nothing to make you feel old like when you're talking to your kids and you know they're saying oh you beat us again you go oh well to be fair I've been playing this for 23 years <laughs> oh, I've been playing this for 23 years <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, you know, yeah. the same and there'd be plenty of people go. Twenty three years. What did you start gaming late? <laughs> <laughs> There's kids at seven or eight years old that kick my butt. <laughs> I would have been playing. I would have been starting out with role playing games and hero quest and stuff at that age. I reckon. I started fairly young in board games. Um, I think uh, one of the first serious um, RPGs I was int- uh, introduced to was Talisman um, mm-hmm. by Games Workshop. Actually, I think when you just first moved in over the road, yeah. you mentioned you were getting Still, some special edition. I was try- trying to get it. it. It fell through. It was oh. a, an eBay sale. But um, it, because there's a very specific version or edition, third edition for those playing at home. So if anyone's um, got it, email us at, <laughs> let uh, me know. Podcast at anotherdungeon.com and sell us how many, many thousands of dollars you want Dan to pay. Yep, and I'll offer you... Maybe a hundred or so in return, um, <laughs> but it was it was a, in my recollection a seriously good RPG, um, and uh, the expansions they released for it just made it even better. It did get to the point where you know once you played it enough, you understood instinctively which were the more powerful characters and all that sort of thing. But you know we found ways of dealing with that, um, mm. making it harder to achieve those characters or just taking them out of the game entirely. So it's pure it, RPG, like yeah, 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 yeah. I've literally, never played, yeah, literally traveling around the board and and um, you know in character and drawing cards, fighting monsters and that sort of yeah. Or RPG like Dungeons and Dragons. No, not not so yeah. It's board game, but it, it's effectively you're playing as these characters going around the board, and you've got your own abilities. You, you're fighting monsters, okay. and you're working your way through your quest to get to the top and, and ultimately win the game. All right. Um, so you're right, not true RPG. It's, oh no, but, no it's just, but it's yeah, it's it's not it's not like there's a dungeon master sitting there with you know where he's got yeah. <laughs> he's got all these game notes ready. Um, you're wandering through the woods. <laughs> yeah. But it's um it's it was a really good fantasy game. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah. So I reckon I was probably playing that from yeah seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Haven't stopped gaming ever since. At least not tabletop. Yeah, I broke it. I broke off for a while. I remember it got to the point. Actually, it got to the point when I moved to the Barossa. So I met my wife Kirsty. We got married, and we moved to the Barossa, mm. and that's out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. And. <laughs> There's, I just didn't have people to play, and that's when I really I started think, drinking wine. <laughs> what else started. did you do? Went in Rome. <laughs> um, but no, no, that's when I started video games. Because mm. I remember growing up, I always thought that video games were the perfect opportunity for when you know I wasn't allowed to ride my bike to my mate's place because yeah. it was dark or you know whatever. Mum and dad didn't want to drive me. I always thought, yeah, it'll be great when computers are good enough. Yeah. 
you know, that I can, we can play, imagine if we can play a game together on our computers, but we don't have to, be, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and, I, I remember, you know, that it was it was always a big deal when, you know, you could get one of your mates to come and stay for the night and we could fire yeah. up the Atari and, yep. and play a two-player game, you know, that yep. was awesome. Yep. Um, commandeer the TV and, and you know, <laughs> Dad had cracked the shits because Mum had let, let us and, um, you know, there was only one TV in the house yeah. and that's the way it was. Yeah, I was so, trying to explain that to Lily the other day. She was she buggered off somewhere in the house with the mobile phone. She was yeah. chatting to one of her friends, and like, yeah. when I was growing up, there was one phone, and it yeah. was in the kitchen, and it was right near the bloody lounge room. And yep. everyone heard what you were saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. They've got their own mobile phones and everything. Right. We're getting a bit old, man. Yeah, move on, old man. All right, move on. Well, what else? What else we played? Games Day recently. We played yes. heaps. Well, uh, well, new yeah, games. Plenty of new games for me. Uh, seven months. Seven start Wonders, Five Tribes, and um, the Steampunk one. So let's start with Punk Seven Wonders. Rally, yeah. Dominion. Uh, which one? Seven Wonders. Ah, the Mathematician's Game. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't... I, I, really, I, have, I, I did enjoy it in the end. It, it, was, yeah. it was just a little bit daunting when, when as you are explaining the game. And I, I was getting how the game was played. But then you started... You made the fatal mistake of introducing how the scoring works at the end of the game. And I was like, holy shit, you, you know, square root of this, logarithm of that. Oh, it, no, 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 yeah. that was where I was trying to remember how to do it. That's yeah. right, for the science buildings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, so you were using it as a point to explain why you might collect a certain thing or yeah. you know, whatever. Um, uh, I think it was when you when you add up for how many of the science buildings you get of the unique ones in a set, but how many sets yeah. you might have and, and how that compounded on your score. Um, it was that point we started teasing. So, But that that, <laughs> that aside, I, I felt it was a really good game. Um uh, so you do need to play it once. At least, I, I think you need to play it once yeah. to learn how to play. Because I played it a year and a two, two three years ago. <laughs> and then I bought the game. Yeah. And I only played it for the first time. Uh, this lady, Helen, from the Dice Boards and Card Game Group, taught me how to play it two months ago. Because wow. I've forgotten how to play it. And yeah. every time I looked at the instructions, I'm like, oh, bloody hell. I need someone to take me through this. I don't, This yeah. isn't a game I'm going to learn by myself. Um, I thought it was really good. I, I liked, uh, I mean, I, I, I like drafting games. That, you know, that, that bit works. the drafting game. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and I like the fact that your score is both affected by your neighbours. And when I say neighbours, the players to the immediate left and right of you, you know, if there's more than three of you. Um, and... Um, uh, that you can impact their scores based yes. on what you've got, um, and it's not as straightforward. It's not a it's not a linear scoring system. We know that we can put <laughs> hand on heart and say that now. Um, but yeah, it, you know what? I think was that the game where we did the scoring and ended up a lot closer than we thought it would. Yeah, yeah, that was. I always find that that was though, pretty astounding. That, yeah, <laughs> and and that's the thing. It was I, the same when we played Five Tribes. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I find both of those games. Although in Five Tribes I do know a strategy that works if you can if you can do it, but yeah. in Seven Wonders that there's that there's that mix of you have to adjust your strategy on the fly with the cards that are being <coughs> passed around the table because yeah. it's drafting. Yeah, you're going to see what we had a five player game, so you're going to see two of your cards again. That's it. Yeah. You don't know which two, so the rest of it's going to be blind, and you have to build your deck in front of you or your sets based on pretty much what you get so yeah you can't you can't strategizing and it was good because you explained up front but it was good to understand too that 
you know, um, so it's played in three ages. And, mm. and in the first age, there's plenty of resources. The middle age, not so many. In the third, none at all. Yeah. So and those guilds are only in the third And the, age, and the guilds are in the third, yeah. The um, but no, it was good to understand that because um, it meant, okay, fine, I should probably target resources in the first age as much as I can. Um, because I'm definitely going to want those to start acquiring things, yeah. you know, either late age one or certainly from age two onwards. Um, and, yeah, that was the strategy I played with. And the game ended up much closer than I thought it would and uh, I for a few the, newbies playing it. I like it. the ability. So you need, you need resources to build stuff. Mm. But you can purchase from your neighbours. So if you happen to have yeah. a neighbour that's gone resource heavy... And you've got quite a bit of cash, which you did. I was lucky. I had a lot um, of cash, and Amelia bought every f- yeah, got every, every resource available. Exactly. And then I was so just going, well, just, I don't need to amass yeah. resources. I've got, a, I've got a pile of money here. Yeah. So I'll just... I'll just and I had, I had um, the marketplace that allowed me to purchase any resource at, at the going rate less one. one. Yeah. So the going rate is two. I got to purchase everything for one coin. And it yeah. was just... I like that, I like that. And so uh, that, three coins yeah. and I've got the three resources I need. So that actually worked yeah. quite well if you if you get the right mix of cards. So I enjoyed that. I really did. Yeah. And I'd like to play that one again. Um, it's a very different game with a number of players as well. So yeah. I played it with five, three, and two. Um, two I didn't really enjoy. It mm. didn't feel the drafting was quite right. I'm not sure if you meant to play it with two, but I have bought Duel. Yep. Um, no, which we'll I've not played yet. Good. I've started reading the instructions. <laughs> but it, yeah... The cost always put me off, much the same as Dominion's cost always put me off, but I knew I'd cave eventually because the the games are just so damn amazing. And the guy, let me just grab the... Well, we shouldn't worry about the cost now because... Antoine... Any games you want to acquire, you can just head over to... (laughs) Yes, I... Okay. (laughs) Head over to something that I'm not announcing yet, so we'll tell you about later. I'm uh, starting. Yeah, fix that in post. <laughs> fix it in post. <laughs> I'm starting an online game store, but I'm not. I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to. Not say going the to market yet. Not I going have to market. Stock. You're not going to market yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Antoine Bowser. Bowser. Can you speak that? I doubt it. Oh yeah, Antoine Bowser. There you go. Antoine. Antoine Bowser. Bowser. Yeah, that'll do. Mario's nemesis. <laughs> so when I was entering. This yeah. game on the site, all right, and um, I checked in the public, uh, the designer name, and it came up as this guy's done something. I'm like, oh, sugar, what has he done? Yeah. Oh, he did Takedo. Oh, he did Takanoko. Oh, he did Hanabi. Oh, he did Seven One. He has done so many <laughs> Quite of my favourite games. Wow. With, like. And they're all so distinctly different as well. It's Isn't really that interesting? I, I'm, look, I don't know about you, but I've never really paid a lot of attention to to the game designers and the developers. Except for Steve Jackson. Except for Steve Jackson. Because his name is everywhere. Yeah, and Steve Jackson stuff. games do work for me. Most, some. In, in, as a general rule, I like the way his games work. Um, you know what I don't like about his games? They when don't. you have to enter his products onto your damn website, and there's 59 <laughs> versions of Munchkin. <laughs> Prick. Oh my god. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Moving right along. But I've never Dominion, really took it right up far behind, I must say. Oh look, um, I've got to say though, anything that Days of Wonder put out, it pretty much got me. All, f- all fantasy flight games for yeah. me. They did Battlestar Galactica, XCOM. Right. Speak, you know, bring us back to Seven Wonders. At least explaining Seven Wonders took a fraction of the time and complexity of explaining XCOM. Oh my god, game. XCOM. Jesus. I mean, three hours of my life that I'll happily not get back, but um, 
Yeah, just an hour in the setup and the explanation and two hours to play the damn yeah. game. But it was it reminded really me of Seven Wonders game. as well. Like really tense. Yeah. Really tense game. But you can't sort of there's no logical beginning to start. No. You have to explain the thing and then explain each different mm. portion. But for people new to the game, you get to the end of that and you're like, hang on, so what are we doing? And then yeah. you go, look, we're into the time phase and um so it's a, a for those listening, it's a, for those listening, go to our YouTube channel, and uh, there's a there's a playthrough with me, Ben, Amelia, and Sam. There you go. It's um quite entertaining, actually. They're funny people. Um, but there's it's a game that's controlled by an app, and it's hundred percent about resource management. Yeah. And the first stage of the game is timed, so you've got an app running, and it'll say crisis, and it'll give you twenty seconds to draw. So person who takes on the role of the commander. Draws two crisis cards. I think it was Commander, whatever it was. Mm. Um, draws two crisis cards, and they have to choose one of two negative effects to discard, and the other one that will keep and will take effect later. Result, yeah. And then you've got to defend your base. You've got to deploy interceptors over countries and all this sort of stuff. It's all timed, and then in the second phase, you slowly resolve and do the dice rolling to see how you manage to go. But that, that tension... Oh, look, and, and I think we said it in an earlier episode, but it literally came down to the last die roll. I was the squad commander oh, or leader or whatever. Too. That's right. And, and it literally came down to the very last dice roll on the very last goddamn <laughs> enemy. Otherwise, the base was going to be overrun by aliens and we would have lost. Yep. And we got it. We, <laughs> we were, like, it. totally cheering. We just snuck it in there. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. I've never played a game with as much tension as that. It, yeah. it was it was up there. But they put yeah. that timing element... Well, that's, what, so that's totally what does right? it. The, is there's the tension element and there's the entire randomness of what the app is going to do to you in terms of the scenario you're facing yeah. next next um, round. So, yeah, very good. Hmm, so... Oh, that's not what we played this week. No, what so we, we played, played about a month. Did we talk enough about Five. Seven Wonders? Yeah. We explained Did it. you like it, was good. it? I enjoyed it. I want to play it again. Absolutely love it. I've only played um, it, so I've yeah. only ever played it once, which means I've only ever played it as a first timer. I want to play it again, understanding, yeah. having been through a whole game, and I want to, you know... It, I, f- I find a lot of games are just so much better on the second run through. When yeah. You, when you... well, five Tribes will be like that too. Oh, totally. Um, I, I'm hanging out to try Five Tribes a second yeah, time. That that's, game. We'll talk about that next yep. episode because that's that's a favourite of mine. Oh, man. Yep. I, um, I must admit, when I first bought that game, after I've just said we'll talk about it next week, <laughs> but when I first bought that game, I bought it purely because it had the label Days of, Days Wonder. of Wonder. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, those guys know what they're doing when they pick their designers. Yeah. But that's interesting how you said... So that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. We typically... I, I, I've not often in the past paid attention to designers, usually the publisher, mm. right? So... Example, yeah, case, case in point, point Days yeah. of Wonder Games, you know, you've got Ticket to Ride, you've got Small World, you've got... That's uh, Alan Watts' name, and yeah. Small World is a different guy. They're, they're all different. The publisher, you know, Days of Wonder put that game out. The Android games are bloody awesome and all that. Mm. So, you know, I've never really paid attention to the actual game designers. I think now I will, in, yeah. in, you know, well, knowing that... Well, you'd be surprised that, at how many people have, not one-hit wonders, but they'll have one game that's fantastic, yeah. and then a lot of other games that are good, but not necessarily... Not necessarily great. It's quite interesting from... So I'm making... I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before. I'm making a game called Monsters Die. And from speaking with publishers about how they work, I never realised, and it might just be Australian publishers, but how much input publishers have to the outcome of a game. I'm sure this isn't me speaking out of turn, but for example, Robots and Rockets. Yeah. Okay? The publisher 
is responsible for the end game with the contracts and the, yeah. the randomization. Scythe thought that up, but they were the ones that said, we looked at the prototype, we think it needs something at the end to, right. to give it a catch-up mechanic, because at the moment, you know, if you blah, 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 then yeah. there's no way to catch... And so Scythe said, oh, what yeah. about if we did this, this, this? But that's something the publisher had a hand in. So I don't know how well, much days no of different, have no a... no different than an editor for a book who might say, mm. look, I think this character needs to go in a certain direction and the author might rewrite a chapter or two to, to adjust. Yeah. Because that's, that's what they provide. They provide theoretically objective input. And the reason for that is, just like an editor who works for a publisher, um, they've got a vested interest in selling the most of that product. And especially if they're advancing money to the developer or whatever, you know, in the book's mm. case, an author... Um, it makes sense. Yeah, as but long I, ne- as, I never thought of yeah. it in games terms. Yeah, I, I never. He said, "Well, you're getting a peek, you're getting a peek behind the veil because of, of what you you're doing yourself." So it's yeah, it's an interesting Except side of not going through a publisher, but yeah, no, but you, you've gotten a look at that. I mean, and, yeah. and I think um, it's an interesting interesting side to the to um, to game releases that no one's really thought of yeah. unless they're actually in that part of the industry. Well, it's been interesting. Like I'm, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not in the, that part of the industry by any no, main shape or form. No, form-up. but I guess... I've come up with a game idea. I'm a pure... And I'm coming purely from a consumer's angle. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, it's not something I would have even put any yeah. thought into until you mentioned it, you know? Yeah. But, but it makes sense. It's been really interesting speaking yeah. with... So I go to all these, these test sessions now and stuff and just seeing all the guys and their mm. games and how much they change them between... It's amazing how much work people put into games. I never thought it was easy. Um, I remember Half Brick talking at a um, PAX, the first yep. PAX once, about their mobile games. And I think I told you about this. Yeah. That, you know, they came up with the idea and got the basics of Fruit Ninja working in about half a week. Yep. And then they spent months, months and months and months, tweaking and making everything just perfect and going around with tablets and testing it, you know, sitting at bus shelters. And yeah. then when people are, oh, can you, do you want to try this game? And, and the amount of work that goes into it after the, you know, oh, yeah, I've got a good idea. It's sort of the whole 80-20 rule in effect, right? So 80% of the game came from 20% of the effort initially. Yeah. And then you flip it around. You know, the other 80% of effort went to that final 20%. That's the lipstick on the pig or the polishing yeah. of the turd or, you know, whatever you want to call That's it. That's a very good... That, having, that, having put together another dungeon yeah. and the podcasts and now I'm doing this shop... Um, it's exactly the same thing. I'm, I'm finding that, yeah, yeah, I can get it up and running great fairly That's quickly. the 80-20 rule in effect, And mate. then I go, right, now I'm going to get this little bit working. Yeah. And before I know it, I've spent two weeks bogged down on a stupid rewards point system or something, you know. That's I mean. exactly the 80-20 rule. <sighs> anyway, that's nothing to do with games, really. No, oh, not well. yet. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We have reached the 30-minute mark, so that means that this podcast ends. Because unlike Tim... I am punctual <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Dan, for joining me. Thanks for having me again. We will speak to you again next week. Bye. See ya.